0: This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family wealth and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more.
1: Just before Christmas, uh, she was in the shower and I kicked open the bathroom door. I'm like, we're doing it. She's like, huh? I'm like, one year, we're gone. And then I shut the door and she's like, wait, what?
0: This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill. And today we're talking about taking a sabbatical from work, saying goodbye to your nine to five for a period of time, a week, a couple of months, or even a year to relax, reflect, and plan your future. To have this luxury, you need to be financially prepared. And if you have a family, You need to be doubly prepared. Today, I'm talking to Jacob and Michelle Wade, who recently took this sabbatical leap with their family of five, and they are here to tell us all about it. Jacob is a former sales professional and the blogger behind iHeartsBudget.net, and Michelle is a stay-at-home mom raising and road-schooling their three children. They sold their home, all of their possessions, and hit the road in an RV in the summer of 2018. Their story of family adventure has been featured in multiple podcasts like Bigger Pockets and national media outlets like Yahoo Finance. Welcome to the show, Jacob and Michelle.
2: Hi, thanks for having us.
0: Hey, how's it going, Andy? I'm so glad to have you both here. Thank you both for being here and sharing this awesome story with us. So, Jacob, could you tell me why did you decide to leave your job originally?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not just like I woke up one day and I was like, yep, all right, we're out. It, <clears throat> there's a bit of a backstory to getting to that point, of course. I came from a tech job and I got into tech sales and, and I enjoyed that a bit. And during that, we, we had kids and uh, we actually had just had our third kid when I got into tech sales and I started to travel a bit. Um, And so the travel was becoming more frequent. uh, And then I got promoted into a job where I was the account manager. So I owned five states and all the, the Fortune 500 accounts. And I was I was doing sales and I was living on a plane. So every week, Tuesday to Thursday, I was traveling and it got to the point where I would be home. But I was not mentally there. I was not with my family, right? I was just – You were stressed out of your mind. Uh, yeah. I was sort of a shell of a person. And so it it, it just kind of took over my life and my mental and everything else – Uh, And at the same time, we were going through some medical stuff ourselves. I've read about this on my blog, but we went through some miscarriages and some really tough things that that sort of weighed on us at the same time that I had the stress of the job. And so everything kind of piled together and and came to a head and we decided. Well, and at
2: the same time, we were house shopping for a bigger house, more land, because he's got this job that's making this money. And, of course, that means now we need bigger things more things right Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and it was all just kind of like like at what we just kind of like hit a point where we're like what wait what yeah what are we doing the
1: stress and the two years of looking for a house that we could never find and we wanted bigger better more because that's just the script you're supposed to live right and it just came to a point where we said this this is not working like we were looking at houses that were in my mind going to put us back 20 years for our financial freedom date. And I just, it just kind of hit me. And then at everything else, you know, the the story that I've written about is essentially, I came home one day, uh, I've probably done this multiple times, but I came home this one day. Well, you came down,
2: let me tell it, because I was present for it. So I was not mentally. He comes (laughs) down, he worked from home, he comes down the stairs, and it's Christmas time. And the kids are and like Jake's true personality, he's he's like Elf. Like at Christmas time, he's like Santa. I know him, you know. So he comes down the stairs. There's the Christmas tree and the lights, and he lays on the living room floor. The little kids are I don't know they're six and under at that point, and they're running around da 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 And he lays on the floor and he covers his face with his hands, and he literally is there, unresponsive for like two hours or something. Like I, I put the kids to bed by myself and he's still laying there on the floor downstairs. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is too much. Like this stress is unhealthy. What was going through so, your mind
0: at that point, Jacob?
2: I was working deals in my head. I was solving, pro- I'm a
1: problem solver, right? So when I was the engineer, I loved coming up with solutions and architecting, you know, their, the solution for the company. When I became the the numbers guy, it was no matter what, you close this deal, figure it out. And so I was just as a problem solver, solving those problems in my head that I couldn't seem to fix. And I figured thinking about it for some reason would' solve it. and it it just and it just started to overwhelm me. and it was sort of just a um, I don't know if you call it a panic attack, but just sort of this like, I'm too overwhelmed to deal with life, so I just need to lay here. It's and like some nothing. sort of a breakdown
0: yeah. <laughs> in yeah. some,
2: some form or fashion. Yeah. So you're yeah. you're
0: at work all day long, and then you're traveling as well. And then when you get home, your mind doesn't stop, and that's the position you were in.
1: Well, and and yeah, I'll clarify. I worked from home, so it was almost worse. Where I like get up and I'm on my phone, and then I walk across the hall and I'm just plugged in. And then when I'm out, I'm still plugged in because my work is right there. So there's no dividing line of like I'm off work, right? Now that's my own doing, and I definitely could have like set some boundaries, and I just didn't. Uh, but that's exactly it. I I'm off work, but I'm still mentally working, right? I'm still taking care of. Uh, the the problems and and all that stuff in my head instead of being present with my family. And it got to the point, especially after that
2: moment where
1: this isn't working.
2: Yeah. No amount of money he's making at this job is worth the life that's happening right now.
1: And then everything else that we had going on as well, all of that sort of came to a head and it was like, what, what are we doing? And (laughs) I don't know the exact details. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but it's sort of my story in my head was just before Christmas, Uh, she was in the shower and I kicked open the bathroom door. I'm like, we're doing it. She's like, huh? I'm like, one year we're gone. And then I shut the door and she's like, wait, what?
2: Because you had said (laughs) like briefly, like as a joke, like, Hey, instead of like shopping for this bigger house, like what if we just sold everything and moved into an RV? And I was like, okay. And then we kind of talked about it. And we're like, the more you talk about it, the more you're like, okay, it's no longer what happens if we do it. It's now what happens if we don't do it. And then, so I kept being like, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? And then, yeah, that was then the day as he busted in the, through the door, we're doing it. And he slams the door and leaves while I'm in the shower. I'm like, hang on.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. What what were the feelings that you were having at that point when you said, what would happen if we just did this? I mean, what, what, what feelings were, were you putting out there in your head that was giving you excitement about that moment, different from your current life?
1: I think the thing for me was a lot of, A lot of people, and I was definitely living in this like, this is the only place you can go. Everybody's on this highway and you're just, you gotta get to that next level or that destination. And I realized there's actually an off-ramp. And I'm like, wait this off ramp opens up the entire world. And I just never saw it because I was so fixated on this is the path that you're supposed to do. And you know, as I've been a money blogger for a long time, so obviously I'm into budgeting and financial freedom and financial independence was important to me and, and the fire movement and all that. And so I was like focused on, like, hey, I just need to get to here, then here, then here. And I realized I could just take the off ramp. And for some reason my brain just like opened up like, Oh, this is actually a possibility. And then all of a sudden, as a problem solver, I ran all the numbers. I'm like, how do we do this and this? And then like, it was just like, Oh, this can be done. And that just like lit a fire. It was just like, I can go enjoy freedom now and redo everything that we've, you know, thought we were going to do. And that just like, I got so excited. And I know that like the more we talked about it, the more it was like, this is, this is like amazing. I can't believe we can actually go do this thing.
2: Um, it was always kind of something we would like, talk about like, you know, on date night, we're like, oh, or, you know, we see someone that goes on an RV trip, like, oh, like, that'd be so fun. Wouldn't that be fun someday? And then it's always one of those, like, one day, you know, and you never actually are going to do it. Sometimes we'd even think about like, how would that actually work? And we just, I don't know if we were, we weren't willing to sacrifice, I guess, enough to make it work. So we're like, oh, no, it just, it never could like, oh, that'd be cool. But you know, that'll never be us. And then the more we kind of started talking about it, I think we both also just felt this very compelling need for a drastic change. We'd been in our house for almost 10 years. We have three babies in our arms that we get to hold and we have six in heaven. And so there was a lot of emotions and things going on there, you know, so, and his stress and his job, we're just like, we just need like, like, we just felt this like need for like something different, something drastic, like Mm -hmm. drastic. Obviously that's like where we took it. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So we played around like with the financial options. Do we rent our house? Do we sell the house? Do we sell our house and buy a rental house, like a different one, cheaper one? Better and, numbers, yeah. you know, like all those things. And it turned into just sell it. And for
1: me, I needed a year off to just unplug and we needed to reset our lives. I wanted to be connected with my family again. Like I wanted to like plug back in and like know what's going on in my kids lives and, and just be dad, right. And, and be a husband that's present. And so we wanted no strings attached. So the rental option, we threw that out. I I had plenty of people tell me, Hey, well, numbers wise, if you did this, I'm like, I get the numbers and I'm willing to sacrifice that for the freedom that I need to hit this big reset button. Uh, and so that was that was our decision to sell the house and everything we own, which uh, the equity built helped fund
0: this this whole thing as, as well as some savings. So that was where that came Talk in. Talk to us about the numbers then. So you sold your house for what, and then how much equity did you have, and how, how did that prepare you for a, a life on the road?
1: Yeah, so we bought our house in 2010. Uh, in the Seattle area, the market always trails uh, the trends of the regular market. So it was, even in 2008, nine was the big dip. We had a huge dip in Seattle at that time. And so we bought a little more house than we could afford. And we knew it, but we knew the market was just like, I don't ever advocate timing the market, but I'm like this, like the the circumstances were there and God opened the doors and we just, so we bought our house for 329, uh, on an FHA loan, very little down and we could afford it when you were working. And then when you weren't, I went and got two more jobs, so I was working three jobs to pay the bills until I was able to get some promotions and raises and, and different things. So we had that in 2010, and then we listed it in 2018, and we ended up selling it for five thirty-two, something like that. And so we had a good, <laughs> right? This we is had a good the Seattle
2: market, though. Is this a fifteen hundred square foot house? You know, like three bedrooms, yeah. two baths, built in the eighties, like. It's, it, it was not a nice house, but the and we had just missed this like peak of the market too. We thought we were going to get like five seventy for yeah. it. Yeah, if we
1: sold in the spring, we would have gotten probably forty fifty grand more. It was, yeah,
2: so we were kind of bummed. Insane, but we but were yeah, like,
1: like kind as of I looked around over the last year, and and we started because we basically gave ourselves a year to get out, and then she, Michelle, because she's crazy like that, is like, well, our ten year wedding anniversary is in August. How about we just leave in August instead of January? And so now he goes like, I need,
2: he goes, I need a year to like finish out my job. And I'm looking at his stress level and I'm going, there's no way we're surviving a year. So he goes, well, I've been in this position for a year in August. And I go 10 year wedding anniversaries in August. That's when we're leaving. We're doing it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if you were ever actually on board. I just started the train going. And it (laughs) was like, like he was on a business trip and I went and bought the RV like (laughs) by myself.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: With it, with communication. It wasn't like a surprise, but it was, you know, it was like, we got to do this. We got to go. So,
1: and so this, and this is significant for me because I am the planner to give me the next 10 steps. I need the 30, 60, 90 days, one, three, five year plan. And she's like, how about let's just leave tomorrow. Right. (laughs) So we have this balance. Like she brings me to the wild side and I help temper her (laughs) crazy spontaneity. So I love
0: that. I love that. So so you guys were living in Seattle area. Give us an idea of like the income range you guys were working with uh, during that time frame. So people know, you know what you were able to save up before you got there. Sure,
2: yeah.
1: And and I'll candidly admit we, we didn't save as much as we could. We dumped a lot of it back into the house because we were doing some remodeling that we wanted to do. It was technically an
2: investment because it, it, it was. It yeah, raised we, the value of the house.
1: But um yeah, so we were we were just over six figures and and just hit multiple six figures toward the end of that last year of the job. Uh, so things were going really again, really well for my age and experience and, and we were so blessed to be in that position. But then I realized that like I it, it just wasn't the balance wasn't there right so we were yeah we were doing well and we were able to sock away i think we only had uh maybe 20 30 grand put away because we were putting a lot back into the house but then of course the equity was the 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 big driver so what did you get from the
0: equity you said you sold it at 532 so you had like after fees we walked away with like
1: 170 oh
2: 180 yeah it was
1: close to 180 um And plus uh, another couple grand
0: back from escrow and
1: stuff. So So then
0: that amount became your adventure fund.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just, okay, I call it, uh, the freedom fund, but it's essentially here's, you know, let's go buy some freedom and let's enjoy that time. And so our first year we didn't like hold back, like we're, I'm naturally frugal and stuff, but we just, we went and did everything we wanted to do on that road trip Um, And I think we averaged just over five grand a month to live, which isn't too bad because that's actually less than we were spending just to live in the Seattle area. But we we were like, hey, let's let's use this to go see the U.S. Right. And we we fell in love with national parks and we hit 25 states and and almost 20 national parks. And we had 80 stops and we were just flying through the country and just taking it all in.
2: So well, and another piece of that is the kids, you know, getting rid of all the stuff. So we actually had, you said adventure fund, we had a jar, like a peanut butter jar that I modge podged with the kids, like, you know, magazine scraps of like, you know, adventure things. And it helped motivate the kids to like get rid of their stuff. So we called that our adventure jar. And we used that specific money that we got from selling all of our things for, um, you know, like, Oh, we want to go to this museum or like, Oh, we're in a cute little town and we want to get ice cream. Like that sort of thing came out of the adventure jar. What else did we do? Oh, like all of our magnets and stickers we bought at the national parks in the different cities. Like
1: those um, just anything we wanted to do that's local to that area. We're like, Hey, let's go explore what this area is known for. Yeah, we'll Use that money. So yeah. it helped our kids get rid of their stuff. Cause they were like, you know, why are we getting rid of this? And he was like, Hey, they kind gonna- of
2: understood it, but it was still hard for them. Yeah.
1: So we said, Hey, anytime you sell something, you get to take that physical cash and put it in this jar. That is yours to go use when we're somewhere. And you're like, I want to go do this.
0: Let's go do it. Michelle, talk to me about the conversations that you had with the kids when you said, we're going to go do this. And how did, how do you talk to a kid about that? How did you yeah. do that?
2: So they were six, four and one, um, when we left and, um, we, we talked to him about it beforehand. Like we kind of, we talked about it, you know, just us and didn't want to like, cause they had already been house shopping with us. So they kind of already had like in their heads, we will be moving at some point, but also it was like for two years we were looking at houses. So I just kind of mentioned it like, Hey, like you guys, I think we had gone to an RV show. We'd gone to an RV show like the year prior. I said, you remember that? Like, wouldn't it be fun to like live in that? And like, we could drive around and And our oldest son, um, he was very excited about it. And then our daughter, you know, she was four. So she was like, yeah, like whatever older brother wants is cool, you know? So yeah, they were really on board and it was funny. Like they kind of went back and forth on the whole getting rid of their stuff, you know, aspect of it. We do have some of their toys and things in storage And they each have, you know, one of those target bins, like a 12 by 12 by 12 cube that they get to put their stuff. We have two of those. That's all the toys that's in the RV. They were, they were fine. I mean, they helped us get ready for the garage sale. They, you know, picked out their stuff. Oh mama, I can sell this. I don't play with this anymore. It really kind of helped them to see, and then to put it in the, the jar. So yeah, they were on board. They were excited to go see stuff. We talked about the map with them. We talked about, I showed them pictures of different places you know like oh you guys we get to visit this place like look at this beach isn't it cool look at this really tall building and you know so they gotta see that and get excited
0: so they saw it as an adventure and they were pumped about it and you guys just kind of brought that into your life and and you and like you said you know Jacob has has the the heart for really enjoying these types of things, and this kind of helped him to, you know, live like a kid a little bit. Like having that kid yeah. mindset of be like, let's go on an adventure, right? And that's yes. that's kind of what you were missing. That's that's very cool. So tell me when you guys left and how long you've been gone now.
2: So we left on uh, August seventeenth yeah. of twenty eighteen. Of twenty eighteen, and then we came back to Washington for the summer. My brother got married. So we spent the last like four to six weeks of our, of our year back in Washington because we obviously needed to be here for family. So, and that was fun because we actually got to do two national parks that were in Washington that we had never been to. We live two hours away from one of them, never been there. You know, that's like, you never explore your own hometown. And yeah, so we got to do some cool stuff here. And obviously it was good to see friends, but then we, hit the road again after that we headed
1: back south. As we wrapped up the year, a big part of my passion is obviously personal finance, just like you, and so I'm like, I wanna rebuild my site and a business and grow to help as many people as possible to be able to maybe create their own freedom fund or build financial freedom into their lives. And so before we got back, I figured 12 months, I'll go back and get a tech job that's lower stress and just build that thing on the side. And then we went to FinCon and we're, it's just, there's 100% no going back. No matter what it takes, we're, we're building this. Well, and after living with
2: so much freedom for a year, both of us, like even like Jake was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm giving this up. Like, there's no way I'm going to like go back to nine to five working for someone else. Like just doing that. It's like, no, like we got to figure out a way to like keep this up. And so
1: so pursuing entrepreneurship became the only thing we're going to do and we're going to make it work no matter what. So that's, we're all in. Yeah, that's
0: incredible. So you, you want to have something that allows you to be on the road and have that flexibility. Are are you abandoning the the tech side of your life, the sales, the sales side of things? Is there a way to meld those two together?
1: Yeah. So my, uh, my, my airline status ends this month. So it's really weird. I'm like, okay, all my status, all my sort of like past sales life stuff is sort of closing that chapter. And And I don't, I don't feel any draw back to it. I mean, a steady paycheck is a nice idea, but for me, I'm so, my brain is so far beyond, not, I mean, I'm a security guy. I always have a backup for the backup, but I'm so far beyond like working really, really hard to make some other company money. And I want to build my own thing that impacts people directly instead of like, cause I used to sell the stuff we're doing now, like, like audio video things. And I'm like, great. I'm going to go like, like sacrifice everything I love to go make money so people can have meetings about meetings. <laughs> I just, I can't get passionate about it. Right. But I can get extremely passionate about getting in people's lives, getting them on a budget, getting them started, having them build their version of freedom. So they, cause like once the light turned on in my head, it was a Dave Ramsey book that just like poof, the light went on. I'm like, I want to show everybody this. Right. So I'm so passionate about it that whatever it takes, whatever we have to do to make it work. Like that's, that's what we're going to do.
0: We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire Plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com/tello and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up, the code is valid until April 19th, 2024. marriagekidsandmoney.com/tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. Well, Michelle, what was your favorite memory so far of being on the
2: road with your family? Oh gosh. Okay. So the the cool thing about road schooling, the kids is all of the history and science and everything they learn on the road. Right. So we've had some really cool full circle, like history moments that have like brought me to tears. So, um, and I'm not like a big history buff or anything. I like it, but it's, I'm not like I don't know. It's not like it's something I research on my own. So we were at, um, Fort Pulaski, um, which is where this, the first shots of the civil war were fired in South Carolina. Yep. So we learned about that. We saw the fort. That was really cool. And then just a couple months later, we actually, actually a year, just almost a year ago, we were in Montgomery, Alabama at Martin Luther King jr's church. And we were there for MLK day we were walking around. So that was in and of itself, so powerful and just heavy. And I was so, so thankful to have experienced that there, but we walked down the street and there's a, a square, it's like a roundabout now. And there's a sign, like a historical placard that says, you know, this was a slave market and, you know, some more about the square. And also, you know, this building over here is where the telegraph was sent to Fort Pulaski to say, fire the first shots for the civil war. And I was like, whoa, like I was just there. Like, and now like, you know, and so I was able to tell the kids, of course I'm like choking up as I'm telling the kids, I'm like, guys, you know, like, but it was, it was so powerful.
0: So instead of them learning about all these historical events in a in a book or inside a school you are physically taking them to these locations and having experiential learning.
2: Yes, yeah, they went to the Rosa Parks mm-hmm. Museum and sat on the like kind of pretend bus they have to teach the kids about all of that. They've learned about cave formations in you know, Carlsbad Caverns and Mammoth Cave and Wind Cave and Jewel Cave and so many caves.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. So we've we've talked about all the the really lovely things that happen on the road. Tell me one of your least favorite things that happens on the road that's versus your old lifestyle.
2: Least favorite things versus the old lifestyle. Um, I miss taking baths. If you ask any RVer, they'll tell you that. Like we miss taking baths, and like we're sitting at my brother's house right now, and he has one of those like instant water heaters. Mm-hmm and unlimited hot water. So So there you go. (laughs) We have, we have, how, how big is our water heater? Two gallons, one gallon.
1: It's six gallons, but you get five minutes of hot water at a very low sparse pressure type thing. So Um,
2: I'm very, we're very good now at the military shower. You turn on the water, you get wet, you turn it off, you do the things you rinse off and you're out. Like what I'm done showering in four minutes, like on the regular, like it's totally normal. normal. Like, and that's, so like, that's the normal. So then when I get to someone's house, I'm like, I think I think I'm just gonna stand here An in this accent. in this hot yeah. water. <laughs> right. So I think the the bathroom every once in a while, Jake and I wish for a real door on the kids' room. That would be nice. A door with a latch on our room would also be nice. Yeah, um, probably a
1: lock on our bathroom door, but that's on us. We need to just install. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Everybody gets walked in yeah. on everything. I mean, it's just
0: so it, these seem all like pretty fixable or upgradable things in the future though like a bigger water tank a lock on the door right
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) everything everything is possible with with money (laughs) Not, not worth the expense for us now but that's the thing is like the bad things are like they're not minimum. that bad. Even no,
1: I can get into the, like the nitty gritty. Even the breakdown. I don't want to like make your podcast gross or anything, but like <laughs> the fact that I know about my family's
2: like m- you know body movements and 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 so and like how much and all that there's, stuff. I, there's not a lot of people who know how many gallons their family poops every week. <laughs>
0: the exact measurable amount. <laughs> I told you for TMI. TMI is our jam. It's okay. This is a family show, and I don't think you could live in an RV or in a home. I definitely know what's going on in uh, my kid's bathroom. So don't worry. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, you know, that's, but it's still not that bad. It
0: really, I mean, we've got a system and it's,
1: it's not that bad. And people, somebody asked me recently, you know, Oh, you sold all your stuff. Like what do you miss anything that you sold? And then I sat for like two seconds and I'm like, Nope. Yeah. I don't think about anything we sold. I also don't even think about anything we have in storage either. And we're still paying for storage (laughs) for a small amount of stuff. Yeah. And, I don't think about that stuff either. Yeah. Like I don't miss a thing, right? We traded our quarter acre backyard for 10 million acres and the ability to, to freely travel wherever we want. So I'm like, I don't, I don't need stuff. The there bad parts
2: don't. are running out of fresh water when we want to boondock in the desert longer. Yeah. Um, having to run the generator when the batteries get low, cause we don't have solar yet, you know? So the bad. the bad things aren't that bad. Yeah, and the, yeah. the breakdowns, it's like, okay, yeah, we're broken down on the side of the road, but our house is behind us and we have have roadside assistance. So like, let's just go make some lunch in the RV. Like at least we don't have to mow our lawn Mm -hmm. every week, you know, like at least like the roof, like isn't, I guess we can have a leaky roof too, but you know, it's like. Well, duct tape will take care of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are from Washington state. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So where did you spend your time in the winter? last year because uh it's usually pretty cold in the north, isn't it?
2: It, it we were in Florida and it was glorious yeah. and we can't we are as soon as we're done visiting family here in Washington for the holidays, we're driving to Florida as fast as we can get there.
0: That's incredible. Well, that's that's where I think a lot of people would like to be, you know, putting their feet in the sand. So, congratulations on <laughs> you know, taking a a big leap for your family and you know, doing something smart for mental health uh and your your overall well-being and and your and your family taking an adventure together whether whether this turns into a year or 25 years your family is always going to remember this and it's, it's 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 inspiring. So thank you very much for sharing your story. So let's talk a little bit about what happens now. Jacob, you said that you want to develop a business that you can do on the road. Talk to me about where your financials are now. You guys started with $180,000 kitty, and now you're here today. Is that completely depleted? And now it's like, all right, I, I better get to work, or you guys still have a little bit of money. How are you going to do this? Tell us about it.
2: Our that. year wasn't that good last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so
1: we, we had uh, part of that money, bought the truck and the RV, so we're t- towing a trailer. That's it a 35 foot travel trailer is ginormous. Um, and so we went through, yeah, over half of that so far. Uh, but the cool thing about living on the road is our expenses. Now that we've sort of slowed down and we're, we're building a business, our, we've got about two years of savings put away. So we're, we're living on that, but I'm trying to not. Right. And so, uh, online work, freelance work, anything we're doing to build entrepreneurship in the business is going to help slow that. So I I don't think I would be comfortable having under a year of savings. So I hope to never get to that point. So yeah, we have about two years of savings put away and then, um, and then, yeah, we're just trying to grow, grow this thing. Yeah.
2: Living on the road is so cheap. We just recently got a campground membership that essentially like on an expensive month, we might spend $500 for camping rent fees and utilities for rent and utilities. Yeah. So it's very cheap. We get two weeks of free camping every three weeks, if that makes sense. That's incredible. So,
0: so, so yeah. you said, you said you got two years of savings. So what's like a typical month of living now? You said originally you planned for 5,000 per month. Is that what you guys are doing currently?
1: Yeah. With a buffer, we're at four, but we could probably hit 3,500 okay. a month. Uh, and, and honestly it would be way less, but we put a huge value on what we put in our bodies. So we spend a majority of that on food, Um, you know, organic food and healthy foods anywhere possible. And it's actually a little more expensive on the road because we're always traveling. We don't have a normal routine. We can't stock up.
2: Yeah. Um, Our fridge is very small, which is amazing because we have almost zero food waste now. I mean, compared to house living when stuff could get lost in the back of the fridge, it's so minimal. So that's really nice. And our pantry is very tiny. It's like a little cabinet. So we're grocery shopping often. So there's no like, head to Costco and get the best deal on something, you know, it's like buy the smallest thing possible because it fits, which ends up being a little more expensive, but, and then shopping organic sometimes is almost impossible in small towns, but it's also more expensive when you're not in the Seattle area where that's just almost the norm where we're from and used to, you know? So. Yeah, so we're affects. over $1,000 on a grocery bill. Happy to admit that. But we're it's an
1: investment for us. And then another big piece is we were on a health share plan. And it's just over 500 a month. So right there's half of it there. Plus, rent, And then then it's just we fuel
2: have, is a big expense for and us. Fuel. Yeah. fuel. Diesel for the truck is a big expense. So.
0: Talk, talk to me about the health share plan, because when somebody leaves a job where they're making multi six figures, they got great benefits as well. So how does that work? How do you how do you have health care for your family?
1: Yeah. Um, part of it is you're amazing at natural healthcare. So call me the medicine woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other piece is, uh, we are just on Liberty health share is what we currently use and it covers our whole family. It does cover preventative. The deductible is fairly small. I think it's something like $1,500 yeah, yeah. and then they'll cover like, so today I, I went had mm-hmm. an appointment and some of the stuff was covered. Some wasn't, but it was, is it's there, right? It's, it's a legit, uh, healthcare plan. And so, um, we haven't, Done we a lot of doctor it. visits. <laughs> we haven't needed you know, it. we'll do like an online consultation with your primary Which and the kids primary. But yeah, we, we haven't,
2: haven't even had to do that.
1: Yeah. So it's really been, it's been
2: very healthy because we've been outside so much. We're not here. Like I wish you could see out the window right now. It's I can't see anything but clouds and rain. <laughs> so sunshine helps. Sunshine has improved our health, I think, a lot. So okay. yeah, we haven't needed to use the health insurance, but it's so nice to know it's there because with our lifestyle you know, a broken bone for one of the kids or us, I suppose, you know, out hiking and the kids love to climb rocks and all of this. Like we've definitely been around friends who have like broken bones right in front of us. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to have, know it's there. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's great. Well, it sounds like you guys have thought this through and I, and I love it and you guys have been on it for a year and a half now. It sounds like about, about a year yeah, and a about. half. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So somebody's listening right now and is like, I really like this idea. What what would be the first step that they would need to do before they would take at least a year off or maybe more and hit the road with their family?
1: I'm going to give my official answer. Let's get on a budget. <laughs> you have to have a plan to get where you're going. I, I tell people, if you think about a goal, right, set it, set a goal. It's, it's not just this idea you want to do, it has to be an actual goal. Well, your goal is your destination. And your budget is your GPS. It tells you how to get there, right? And so you make a plan and then you just go backwards and say, okay, what steps do I need to take to get there? So one of those steps would be, how do you want to travel? Start doing a little research. There's great Facebook groups for people that are full-time families. It's actually called full-time families. If you're curious,
2: full-time families on Facebook, it's um, so such an amazing group. We like binged that group so hard. Like when we first started talking about it, we just read literally every single post and there's over 20,000 people
1: on there. Um, and there's, there is, there's tens of thousands of families on the road. It is kind of incredible. The community that we've found on the road. So there's a lot of good information. Um, so get
2: your finances, look at your finances. How much do you have in savings? Can you earn remotely? Because if you can earn remotely, that frees it up a lot. There's a lot of families mm -hmm. who, they pretty much just transition into it the same as they would a regular how moving into a house, you know, it's like they sell their house, they buy a, you know, a rig to live in and they're just working, you know, and it's, it's kind of more like normal life rather. Like we haven't met a lot of people actually who are like us, where they take a year off and no one's working. Like that's actually like kind of unusual. If that's the, you know, interest, you have to make sure you can have a year to live on Mm -hmm. and a backup because it's, you can't just like, unless I don't know, you'd have to be really, really rich to like you have to come back from RVing and be like, okay, now I'm going to buy a house, you know, unless you've got the cash for it. So, yeah.
1: So I, I say minimum 12 months put away. If yeah. you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, take off and start doing entrepreneurship or something like that, at least six months. If, if you just have a, a still a, a typical job, just because like getting your road legs or yes what you want to call it, and disaster uh, strikes time.
2: yeah our, our vehicle blew up the first week we we had we're 10 days in one. and our tow vehicle we yeah. sold it for two grand in cody wyoming
1: and so you've got to be prepared right so we obviously we had you know multiple years of savings put away to take care of those types of things um and then the next step would be do research on how do you want to travel is it going to be a motorhome are you going to tow a trailer along um think about safety for kids for us we wanted our kids in car seats because that's the safest way to travel so we decided to tow that trailer along and you get more space because now your rvs the driving area doesn't take up some of your living space right so there's some factors but if you go on that full-time families group and just start asking questions you can get those answered there's a really good uh as far as more like types of rvs and things there's a good forum called irv2 and almost every question has been asked and answered on that as well and then um And then set a date. I think the biggest thing for us is when we set that date, date, it was a a deadline. Like it was a no matter what. And so we we had to remodel our house and remodel the RV and fix water damage that we found and like tear out the walls and like, but we never would have finished if we didn't say, okay, well, we're leaving in two months now and we've got to do all these things. So unless you set a date, it's not real right? That's why I tell people use smart goals because you have to actually set when is this going to happen? Then you know what you need to do to get there. Because if you don't set a date, it's just wishful thinking. It's not a real goal.
2: The date and then getting started right away, like getting rid of all your stuff. Like, I don't know, like just to like say it, it's like, oh, okay. Like getting rid of all your stuff. But like, unless you're literally just going to pack everything up and take it to donation, which is great. Go ahead, do it. We felt like we really needed like to monetize that. Um, and so I sold anything that I thought would sell for five bucks. I listed on Facebook marketplace and it was a full time job. It took so long. So my side of the equation is like, if you're really going to do this, like start now, like I've got, um, we've got some friends that did it also and they moved into their RV and they still were like, Oh my gosh, I still have all these boxes I have to go through and get rid of like, because it takes so long. So Took us six months. Start now. Yeah. You know what? Even if you're not going to go live in an RV, start going through your stuff and getting rid of stuff. It's life changing. Let me tell you.
0: (laughs) I love that minimalist message. Absolutely. Less stuff and more, I guess, more life. Enjoy your life. Absolutely. Very cool. We
2: literally like you trade your time for money, money for stuff, right? We literally reversed it. We took our stuff, we sold it for money, and we used it with time with each other. And it's like my favorite equation in the entire world.
0: I love it. That's a mic track moment right there. (laughs) That's very cool. (laughs) So thank you guys both for joining me today and talking through this. Where's the best place for people to connect with you and, and learn more about you?
1: Yeah. So on social, we're on Instagram daily, right? So just Instagram.com slash iHeartBudgets or at iHeartBudgets <laughs> as the internet people say. Uh, <laughs> website is iHeartBudgets.net. Uh, and that's where I'm uh, – It's we, we sort of relaunched it a couple of months ago and I'm building it into the ultimate budgeting resource for any type of budgeting. I'm I'm, I'm going to go through – Everything. So uh, I just put up my ultimate guide to budgeting for 2020. So you can find that right on the homepage. Um, That's where you can find us. Uh, We love to hear from people who are interested in full time travel or budgeting or financial freedom or any of those things. Uh, You know, we're all over it. So.
0: Excellent. Well, Jacob, I also heart budget. So I'm a big fan <laughs> of what you're doing and keep it up and uh, help people with this financial empowerment movement that we're, we're both a part of. So thank you both so much for being here and congratulations on a year and a half of, I guess, beautiful family choice. I think it's just great. So thank you. Thank both.
1: you. Thank, thank you. you. We appreciate your time.
0: family adventure. The Wade family is making memories and they're going to last a lifetime. (laughs) Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Jacob and Michelle Wade. Number one, always be dreaming. This family adventure wouldn't have been possible if Jacob and Michelle didn't dream together. They thought, Wouldn't it be incredible to travel the country as a family and just take a break from this daily grind we're in? Now that dream stuck in their heads and slowly it started to become a reality. Number two, support your spouse. Throughout their story, Jacob and Michelle were constantly supporting each other because they both knew what was important for the other person. Jacob wanted a break, before he broke down, right? (laughs) And Michelle was there to support him with that decision, and she was his biggest advocate along the way. Find out what your spouse's big dreams are and see how you can support them as well. Number three, before any big decision, get on a budget. Jacob told us that this big trip would not have been possible if he and his wife didn't partner together on their budget, because the numbers, they don't lie. With the sale of their home, they were able to build up a runway of funds and take a nice break from the daily grind and enjoy time with the family. And it sounds like this adventure can continue indefinitely as long as they live on that budget, start to make some income with their small business on the road, and continue to support each other. Jacob and Michelle, thank you so much for sharing the details of this big family adventure with us. I hope you two are sitting on a beach somewhere with your toes in the sand, listening to this right now with your kids. And I wish you both the best of luck in growing your location independent business. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do any one of these three things to support this show. Number one, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash marriage money. I have a video interview with Jacob and Michelle and dozens of other ones, probably almost hundred, I bet now. <laughs> so go to youtube.com/slash marriage kids and money to check it out. And the second thing, number two, subscribe to this podcast and your favorite podcast player. And then the last thing, number three, share this episode with a friend who's interested in maybe taking a little sabbatical from work and wants to know how somebody could do it. You can find this show and all the links and resources mentioned at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 169. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 169. And if you are new to this show, I would highly recommend you check out Session 116, The 10 Steps to Young Family Wealth and Happiness. You can find that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 116. It is a great place to start. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Douglas Pagels. Sometimes it's important to work for that pot of gold, but other times it's essential to take time off, And to make sure that your most important decision in the day simply consists of choosing which color to slide down on the rainbow. You've worked hard. You deserve a break. But be sure to run the numbers first, my friends. Carpe diem.